Hey everybody, Jason Ellis talking about On It because On It has a sale and I'm sponsored by it. So together, guess what? You have to hear about it. But there are some great deals. 20% off this, 10% off that, 60% off certain things I saw. Uh, and they're they're stocked for this gigantic sale. Everybody's promoting it. So get in there, use my promo code, uh, onit.com slash Ellis. And... Uh, Get, you know, if you were thinking about getting into it, now it's like Bitcoin. You know, you buy when it goes low. Well, it's low right now. So get in there so that when it goes back up, you can be smart and fit. You're welcome. Thanks, Anna, for sponsoring the show. Father's Day is fast approaching, and we are here to let everybody know once again about Buck Mason. If you are listening to this or watching this right now, and you are my wife, and you're wondering what I want for Father's Day, Buck Mason. Look, there's two ways you can look good in a t-shirt. You can go to the gym, you can get super ripped, then anything looks good on you. Or you can just wear a fitted Buck Mason tee. It'll do the heavy lifting for you. Whoever you're celebrating this Father's Day, give them something timeless they'll hold on to for life. Give them Buck Mason. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on great gifts for dad or yourself. When you spend at least $100 at buckmason.com slash Alice, that's B-U-C-K-M-A-S-O-N.com slash Alice for 15% off uh, great gifts for dad. When you spend at least 100 bucks, buckmason.com slash Alice. raised in Hermosa Beach because now that I live here I feel like you guys you feel like a transplant what would it what do you mean a transplant that's what we call outsiders that come in here and buy houses well you know, I'm out. a transplant as in from see I've I've transplanted so many times that the word has is lost its yeah, yeah. juice Australians don't really count as transplants like people from like New Jersey like the the guidos with the real yeah. type you know like you know the type is that not a mean thing to uh Put on somebody who I know I have friends from Jersey. It is cold. I don't want to say it's miserable, but it looks miserable there sometimes. And for them to stumble upon California, which is mm-hmm. reverse miserable, like at the beach where you guys live, Hermosa Beach, it's a beautiful place. You live here too. I, but that's why I live here because it's beautiful. I yeah. wasn't born here. So is it, is it okay for people from New Jersey to come here since it, they've suffered so long? Yeah, and it's and like can, and can you blame them? Like if you live there and you're like, man, no. I see TV shows where people are in the sun a lot. You know, it looks fun. Absolutely not. I mean, I 
Don't get me wrong. I have a lot of friends in New Jersey, New York, East Coast, the good people. Have you ever lived there? No. I would no. love to live in New York. Really? Yeah, for sure. I'd, or at least have an apartment there or something. Right? Why? What would you I do? Like I like to vibe. Go to some hardcore shows, eat some pizza, hang out with right. Jimmy Gestapo. You would get drunk a lot and roam the streets. Probably. I can see I you mean, ruling. I mean, I pretty much get drunk a lot and roam the streets anywhere I go. Right. Yeah. And you could rule there. I feel like people would be, because I feel like there's a certain amount uh, of uh, of toughness where, you know, unless you run across somebody who's just straight up looking to rob everybody. But I always found like, I look sketchy. So sketchy people are like, you're all right. You get respect. You get the yeah. nod. And you are nod. sketchy as, yeah. As, yeah. as you can New get. York's pretty tough, though. I mean, I'd say it's the, it's the hardest you know, city. As far as like punk rock scene and shit, those guys are all pretty hardcore. When you say punk rock guys are hardcore, as opposed to punk rock guys in Cal and the West yeah, Side, absolutely. Is that because because I I've always got confused with punk music. I've said I don't like punk music. I don't like punk rock because I don't like. I'm not going to say anybody, but I don't like uh, popular punk. Mm-hmm. I but it's when you say I, I almost get it confused these days when someone says. Uh, you know, like, uh, is with a misfits punk, and it's like, yeah, I'm like, well, I like that punk, yeah, yeah. but I, New but, Jersey, but then there's some right. So, but there is not. Is there no California comparison? Is there not a punk? No, I mean, it's just like California punk rock is more like a little bit laid back, like surfer skater or anti surfer skater, but like just a more beach vibe and like New York hardcore. Is a little bit more edgy, a little, a little more in your face in the streets type of punk rock. Do you think it's because of the weather? Seriously, because it's cold and hot. It's miserable. Yeah, I don't know. I just think, I just think New York's just got a, It's a tougher city to grow up. Yeah, because right? it's cold. Yeah, it's cold, but it's also kind of gangster and kind of you know. We don't have gangsters. Rugged. Yeah, but I mean, we're not. You know, you don't see gangsters in in Hermosa really. I mean, you do, but you know, we're not living in Compton. Like New York's kind of a melting pot, right? So you got it going on all around you. It's just New York's always been tough attitude, guys. Always yeah. like before there was even punk rock, right? How come we don't have trains and they do? You ha- you had a train that was right there. Why don't let me the rephrase that question? The was a train track. Let me rephrase that question. Here. Why do we not like trains and they do? I don't know because they've been there forever. Some from Melbourne, Australia, and trains. Trains are good. Yeah, like we, I, we built the blue line here, and it's a joke. You'll never even find it. Yeah, th- is that the underground thing? Well, it's underground and above ground. It's, yeah, that it's one. Terrible. I feel like. Because of the little, it's. I feel like California is, is more scared to get in there because there will be stops where it's gonna get it's gonna get Sketchy. grimy. I went to Rage Against the Machine. I only rode the Blue Line once. Rage Against the Machine, uh, downtown LA, like protest against the Democratic National Convention. And the deal. train made it its full destination it was, with you it was in gangster. it. Gangster, yeah, that's it was impressive. Gangster. Getting back was sketchy. Got a couple hood stops, you know, mm. a couple boys on the platforms waiting. So, yeah, yeah, it's definitely. I've been on a train uh, in New York where I just like was high and I just kept letting it go, and I was like, "Ah, oh, man, I'm, I probably should have got. I probably should have got off." <laughs> yeah, it, it gets it can get gnarly on the, on the subway. <laughs> I felt intimidated for sure. Yeah, nobody I, was even vibing me, but I just felt intimidated. It's just a different vibe back there. But like back to answer your question, like so we like back in the day, like it was probably about 15 years ago. These East Coasters. The bad kind of East Coasters started coming out here, and they like built a web page showing their friends what was going on out here and how rad it was, and like how awesome Hermosa Beach was. So all these people started coming in droves, and not the good ones. Like I want to reiterate that 
the bad kind of East Coast. And uh, it just it, it got inundated. Like, if you would have been here 10 years ago, 15 years ago, yeah, you would have known everybody on the streets immediately. Like, within, like, a month, you would have been seeing people every day that you ran into that you knew. And If just, I went surfing, would I get punched in the face? 10 years ago? Yeah. Depends on where you surfed. Break wall, yeah. All right. Yeah. I yeah. mean... It's it's localized, but it's not it's not that bad. Palos Verdes, you know, you don't go up there and surf unless you know somebody. But yeah, it's just it's turned into a city of strangers. And like I mean, I built restaurants here when I was a kid. Like I built a lot of this. So shit. you were born and raised I here. I was born and raised. I was born up the street, right up the street on one one ninetieth, like Redondo, Burl uh, and and uh, Prospect. There's a hospital over there, or was. Yeah. Born there, um, did some time in Manhattan Beach. That's where my parents originally lived. It's down the street. Yeah, like right next door. It's the yeah. South Bay, Hermosa, Manhattan, yeah. Redondo, right? And then uh, moved to another location in Manhattan that was right on the border of Manhattan, Hermosa. So started spending, like when I was five, started spending a lot of time in Hermosa. And then basically left home when I was like 16. And then just started bouncing around wherever the cops weren't chasing me. And Around South Bay, though? Yeah, yeah. Manhattan, Hermosa, Redondo, but I mainly stayed in Hermosa and then bought a house in Hermosa like 23 years ago. And are all the other guys born and raised around here? Byron, um, yes. Jim, yes. Randy was like a Long Beach kid. Jason, our original bass player, was Hermosa. So Jimmy and, yeah, everybody was right here within a, you know, a mile of each other. And when you started, you ruled this area, right? Was this the first... Thing where everybody here knew Pennywise and 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 not the rest of the world yet. Like, it's, or yeah, did you yeah. make it? Yeah, I mean, well, ruled like you know, Black Flag, Circle Jerks, all these bands, Descendants were all we grew up on them. Going to parties at the beach, Iron Man, whatever, backyard parties. And when we started Pennywise, uh, our thing was like Fourth of July parties. We'd do a lot of, every Fourth of July at at someone's club. house. You always knew you got a gig random house like a lot of times i just roll up and be like hey what are you guys doing fourth of july down the strand or a walk street i'll buy a keg let us play they'd have no idea what are you guys doing? just cover song no idea what was coming you wouldn't tell them fuck no and there'd be like all of a sudden there'd be 600 maniacs shirtless drunk and they'd just come in their house well on the in their backyard patio right patio sorry strand so we did that for years, and it kind of put us for in the years. Map. You got away with telling somebody, "I'm going to use your house," and they don't know your penny was. Yeah, I would literally. <laughs> I mean, I we didn't even have a record out. We were just yeah, okay. Like, we were nobody. But were I'd you? Like, did, you had originals, though, right? Yeah, yeah. you're old. Yeah, yeah, right. of course. But we didn't. We had like a single out that our our friend put out on Theologian Records, and we, uh, you know, we made five hundred of them. So like people, these guys would be sitting in their front yard party, and be like, "Hey, got a." outlet and got a fucking need to drink some beer i'll bring two kegs and give me a plug and we'll we'll rock out and they'd be like well okay, let's do it just randoms and then they'd be like please stop you know <laughs> 10 minutes into the fucking set and the cops now it's like i still try to do it but the band is kind of difficult on that one but i was the guy i'd like move all the gear find the place buy the beer set it all up all they had to do was like show up ride their bikes up drunk yeah get off their bike and play and yeah. um you can find some pretty awesome footage of that shit going on around here, but it's weird. To, it's not weird for me, but it's weird to know that if you come up with that idea and everybody lives around here, that they don't want to uh, join you. Well, no, they do, but like they're busy. It's, kind, it's just you know you do throw you do throw them being parents on them like they've made well, a huge mistake. Parents, and I do yeah. know from some musicians I've heard that 
having a kid is almost mistake. like no disrespectful mistake. to the band. And no, I know that fuck no. you don't maybe you don't think that at all no, in your no, mind. You don't no, have no, a little kids, bit of resentment. I love, I love no, no, I love kids. I mean, they get in the fucking way of touring and shit, right? <laughs> but no, I'm not resentful. I like them. Okay, I'm but, not saying you don't like the kids. I'm saying them for having kids. Yeah. Do you want kids? Yeah, I got you my would. Niece. I got my niece. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm pretty old now, but my chick's pretty young, so we can still pull it off. You could. We, yeah, we're we, talking about. But you okay? You are okay. Yeah. It's on the burner, on the back burner. The, so everybody else in the band, when you do do that, they're gonna like they're gonna really laugh. hope that it's a difficult time for you. They're gonna get pickpocketed. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. As soon as that kid can walk, it's stealing their wallets. And then how will it feel when they say, hey, we've got a gig, and you go, man, I would love to make it, but I cannot. Well, Byron, Byron's got one kid. Yeah. Jim had three. Randy has four. Dang. And Byron's like, I, I have to pick my kid up. I have to. I have school. I have so- soccer practice. Like, his one kid is equal to, like, 12. Is he a single, single dad? No. He's got his oh. Lori. And, and, but he just, like, if Byron had four kids, we would, he would, it would be over. You know, he couldn't handle four kids. He's very hands-on, it sounds. Good for him. But, yeah, it's, uh, no, I back it. But, uh, yeah, no, the 4th of July thing would be like, you know, Jim would show up Friday on U-Tabs and a bunch of dudes, like, fighting in the in the street waiting for us to play, you know. He'd be like, I'm out of here. But I think that happened one time. But it, it was huh. always good. So we got our, like, name on our map, the map. We always just played backyard parties. And eventually when we made it to, like, Hollywood to play a show. We had 150 people. You know, we're like a no-name band, like playing Madame Wong's or something. 150 people show up and go crazy and beat the shit out of the security guards. What is your deal with violence in the band? What is yeah. everybody? Was there a <laughs> bunch of people in Hermosa that just punched each other in the face? Are they punching each other in the face? Yeah, no, of course. Our friends so people from other. South Bay all come and then punch each other in the face? Sometimes, yeah. And, and the security. Oh, security. Well, security tries to break up the friends from punching each other. In the and the, oh, okay. And then they become right. a victim of the other. Is this point. your fault? No, absolutely not. Are these your friends? Hermosa Beach was just an aggressive town. Like there's, there's Why? all these little circles. Everyone's in it together, but there's all these little circles, right? And little circles fight. And I don't know, surf, skate, punk rock. Punk rock's already violent. So you start a mosh, you know, a fucking pit breaks out and then somebody hits you the wrong way and then you push that guy and then his friend jumps you and then. You know, punk rock shows back in those days were violent. And eh. we had a massive reputation for super violent shows. And yeah. we got banned from a lot of clubs. We're banned from the Troubadour, banned from the Whiskey, banned from... When did that slow down? Getting banned? Or no, people violence? people f- punching each other at your shows. I, I don't know. It's it's It still happens. But, like, you get older. Like, a lot of our hardcore friends that, like, you know, were, like, 15, 16, 17, yeah. going to shows. You know, they went to prison or they, they grew up or they got married and they got they got turned 40 and they don't want to fight anymore. It went to prison? Slow. Oh, a lot of our friends went to prison. I'm just trying to figure out as a... How do you go to prison in this paradise, Dude, right? South Bay, because South Bay reminds me, this is why I live here because this Family is as close as you can bro. get. Family structure. This is as close as you can get to where I grew up. Like, there was a sketchy part of town that I grew up a little bit when I was real little. I don't remember it when things were bad. But then when things got better, my dad moved to where his new wife was from her family and that's sandringham it's by the water there's a pretty laid-back family vibe there and it was for me to be the way i was i was the odd one out like nobody i didn't know anybody that was really angry i guess there was a few little gangs when i was real little but they were just not 
Or quad fights. Convincingly tough, you know? Like, I was like, you could, you're not beating up anybody, you guys. Mm-hmm. And here, there's just this crazy element of really frustrated youth to the point where they're just smashing rich each kids. other all the time. A lot huh? of rich, rich kids that, like, so they're get, angry because they get love at home. Like, when right. mom and dad are gone, they're like latchkey kids. Yep. They come home and they got fucking free reign. They got cereal. There it and, is. And, and mom's booze and the Valiums. And I mean, they're, there is like a faction of like real gangsters around here, you know, like NSR 13 and Lawndale 13. And, you know, there's a still. Yeah. Well, fuck yeah. We here at the Jason Ellis show are stoked to tell you about athletic greens. If you're trying to turn your life around, make some healthy decisions. There's a lot of landmines. Sometimes stuff looks healthy, seems healthy, but it's full of sugar and a whole bunch of crap. That's not going to do anything, but bloat you out. Athletic greens. Couldn't be easier to get a whole bunch of nutrients, vitamins. You just scoop it out, add water, boom. You did a very, very healthy thing today. <laughs> it Jason, doesn't I'm taste proud bad. Of you. I'm proud of you. Yeah, it's it's this is a life hack. Something that you can drink in the morning that tastes good, that actually helps improve your overall well-being. One tasty scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more in one convenient daily serving. The special blend of high-quality, bioavailable ingredients and a scoop of AG1 work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, support energy and focus, and aid with gut health and digestion, and support a healthy immune system, effectively replacing multiple products or pills with one healthy delicious drink to make it easy for you to get on board athletic greens is going to give you an immune supporting free one-year supply of vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash j-e-s make note of that promo code j-e-s again simply visit athleticgreens.com slash j-e-s debt sucks not a very controversial statement. It sucks. If you're in debt, if you have credit card debt, if they just keep piling on and gaining interest, it feels like you're buried. It feels like you're drowning. And it seems like there might not be a way out. But we've got good news for you. Upstart has your back, friends. Upstart-powered personal loans can help you pay down high-interest debt. They've helped over 1.8 million customers on their path to financial freedom. Upstart knows you're more than just your credit score. That's why they look at other factors like income, employment, and other information provided in your loan application to find a smarter rate for your loan. You can check your rate in minutes for loans between $1,000 and $50,000. Don't wait and check your rate today at upstart.com slash Ellis. That's upstart.com slash Ellis to check out your rate today. Don't forget to use the URL uh, to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will uh, be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash Ellis. Right up the street. Like, I hope real, they don't real, see me and old pink fucking pillar no, around on my e-bike. They're, they're, they're gonna kill me. No, they don't fuck with people like you. Okay, they're like they got their own deal. They're okay, like, good. They're, they're all they're all infighting. So there'd be like some gangster fights. You know, some pretty substantial gang fights at our shows. A lot of a lot of we got a lot of gangsters yeah. know, that are into the, into the wise. And then so you've always been like when I met you on tour, big day out, I think it was or something like that, and. uh Everybody else seemed to, like, I know Byron partied, but I guess he was not a, it seemed like you were always kind of breaking some shit. 
Mm-hmm. And it felt like not all the time was it on purpose. I feel like you were just bigger and when you were drunk and you fell over or pushed somebody, so then it was a little bit more of a yeah, carnage. You don't know your own strengths. Like, right. You know, roughhousing for me, somebody gets a bloody nose. I'm right. Like, oh, shit, I didn't mean to. I could see that. Every time day. you did it, I could see that it wasn't malicious. It was more of a funny thing yes, to do. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not like, I mean, I can be violent by nature if I need to be or whatever, if you cross the line, but... <laughs> For the most part, I just play rough, and then people get hurt. I agree. Trouble. Yeah, some people get angry about th- them getting hurt by you. Yeah, I mean, and you're on. hurting them in a funny way. So I call it the sandbox. Like some people don't want to play in the sandbox. There's people like Byron who, are, well, we we've gotten into it like physically one time, but I it's pretty funny. But uh, like you don't, you know, I'm not going to touch. Only him. one time. Yeah, surprising. He attacked me. Well, because I mean, because you were so we've annoying. actually got more more than one time, but like not where like more just more like shit gets broken. Yeah, but he was physically coming remember. after you. He he came after me one time and attacked me in the airport. It was pretty funny. We were in the, the airport, we were with the offspring. We played a world extreme snowboarding in Alaska. He was wasted on the plane coming home, and um, he was just talking shit. And I was sober. I was fucking hungover and sober. And offsprings there and offsprings it was before offspring got big they were opening for us and their parents were picking them up the airport what we're in the carousel area like alaska airlines and byron just came running up and fucking pushed me from behind and i was giving my ex you know long time ago girlfriend a hug and she oh. was like five four and i just smashed her in the face and then fell over on her but i like assumed the push-up position yeah, yeah. so i didn't crush her which she was like 104 pounds i was yeah. her. i got up and i was like motherfucker snap he came was he up. joking when he pushed no, you? he was he was wasted trying to and so he came at me and he just got his teeth fixed and i was like ah, i can't hit him in the mouth because there's like 20 grand there i was like you know and he got like he got finally got paid you know some money and got his teeth fixed which is awesome i got mine fixed too at some point but I picked him up and just body slammed him onto the conveyor belt. And yeah. he came at me again and it was like I I I held I had restraint, but he didn't. I feel like you're leaving out a part of the story where he was so enraged that he pushed you into your girlfriend. Yeah, it wasn't there was no physical contact before that, and I didn't see it coming. It was just arguing over him being a bitch on the plane, I think. You know, right. it's just dumb. You were told the offspring parents were like, Oh my god, who are these guys? Because it was like it was like a fucking WWE match in front of like 400 people at the carousel. It yeah. was pretty awesome. And he said, sorry later. I'm like, I wouldn't even have been mad if he pushed me. It's just that he crushed my yeah. chick. Have you fought anybody else in the band? Uh, me and Randy have got into it, but not really fought. You know, we have, you know, I sprayed like Gooby gone in his mouth once. I got him pretty mad. He throws shit at me. Gooby gone? Yeah, that shit you get. Like, Shugu. Yeah, Clue. Stuff you get off the shit off your shoes. You put glue in his mouth. Squirted it in there, kind of yeah. accidentally on the bus, you know, like that. But he's a he's a fighter. He's a good fighter. Yeah. And Randy got in a fight with like seven dudes on a motorhome that uh, one time. Wait, what are you saying? That one time, like I was there, I wasn't there for no, that. No, no, I don't know. You probably heard about it. Ha- no, go Some for band it. Band called Alisana on the Warp. Tour. A band, yeah, Warp Tour. A, you, your band, and another band. We got on their motorhome last night of the warp tour for us and what we all four of you no just me and randy oh that's enough i might have known it wasn't we were looking for the reverend this this one guy that was on the warp tour the rev to do what say goodbye say goodbye we were leaving the warp tour that night we were wasted coming home from bar so we were like hey let's go say goodbye to the rev that's and there was a bunch of these things called bandwagons that look the same right they're like yes they're like 
designed for touring shit, right? And you're finding this guy. Open the door, get in there. Randy goes, dude, this isn't his motorhome. And I'm all, yeah, it is. He goes, no, no, I, this is not his because Randy had been on it. And I'm like, well, we'll just wait for him to come back. And right then, the tour manager for the band whose motorhome it was, we had no idea whose motorhome. What the fuck are you doing in here? And just started, like, getting crazy. And I was like, chill, dude. We're just looking for the red. This isn't the red. So can get, you know, motorhome, get the fuck out. And I didn't like his attitude. So I'm like, yeah, I'll split after I make a sandwich real quick. And there was, like, some Wonder Bread and shit. Yeah. So he stormed out of there. And I started making a sandwich, of course. And he came running back in with like seven dudes, like the whole band, Alisana. Singer was like probably like six two or six three, I think. And why is the whole band convincingly that angry at Well, if no, if you if 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 two dudes got on our bus and we're out barbecuing and our manager's like, Hey, there's two guys on our on our fucking in our house, you know. Okay, we're all rolling in there. Okay. We're gonna handle it. Yeah. So rightfully so. And they're just like the fuck you doing i go nothing just you know making a sandwich and uh, he knocked the sandwich out of my hand and i was like come on now buddy and uh then he, they attacked me so yeah. they came out like started bombing guys started swinging on me someone got me from behind i had longer hair pulled my hair and me and randy just annihilated them all of them seven of them close quarters that's my favorite place to fight yeah lots no one can get away smash. from you lots of things to smash people in, you know? right and size matters in close quarters yeah it does but randy was throwing some wicked jabs like he's got speed yeah. so they all they got they got destroyed and then i was like kind of looking for a stick to do some karate shit just for fun because i was bored How does a already? stick involve karate you know just like oh you gonna spin it around like nunchuck style yeah, yeah. Like, oh that's intimidating couldn't find it but i found a bottle of vodka so i smashed so you it. spend that oh no you Said smashed something it. like Pennywise motherfuckers, you're all dead. And they, for some reason, they didn't know who we were or they didn't recognize us, which yeah. was really weird. But it was like emo times. They were kind of an emo band. It wasn't like Pennywise was on the Warp Tour. We were like, it, we hadn't been on the Warp Tour for like three or four years. Okay. So, anyways, they ran out and then, uh, oh yeah, this, is, this story gets pretty good. So then they ran out. I chased him out and then I was like, hey, because you really want to do this? I was like, no, let's just get Randy and call it a night. Like, Let's stop. So we go back in there. I remember the singer was sitting in the dining booth, like bleeding from the nose and kind of maybe a couple of tears in his eyes, not to bag on him, but <laughs> he, got, he got whooped. And uh, Randy bag. had lost his, because they they're nice guys, you know, we were in the wrong, but Randy had lost his glasses. So now Randy, every time he's drunk, he takes his shirt off. He's always got like trunks on, screaming about his glasses and shit starts reescalating. And I don't like to I'm, this band. Well, there's somebody in there. He's always oh, my fucking glasses, and he's thrashing around in the whole RV. They had bunks in the back, and uh, I'm claustrophobic, so I don't like being like in tight quarters. You know, I yep. freak out. And it kind of started feeling like you know people were poking their head in the door and shit. And I was like, uh oh, my, like, hey, stay the fuck out of here. And next thing I know, someone grabbed me by the belt loop and pulls me backwards, like hard, like strong. And I was like. You know, it was like three, I don't know, three feet of stairs or something right there. Mm. And I grabbed on like the dinette and the couch and I stopped it. And I smashed the hand loose, backed up, like cocked up, ready to go. It was a cop. And I was like, at that point, I was wasted. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to get him. And I just came in hot swinging, but he had his taser out and he got me first. How's the taser feel when they really get it on you? Because I feel like I did it drunk a couple of times, but the cop never got me. The barbed wire taser. The oh, the one that goes skin. in. Yeah. So yeah, got, that sucks. He got me in the in the cross the heart, which is against the law. Like I think 
I looked it up recently, and they killed like 300 people last year with those things. Mm. If, if you go across your heart, you can fucking fuck up your electrical system, right? So, uh, yeah, I was like mid-swinging on him, and I just it froze me. Yeah. But I was kind of proud because like most people fall down. Like right when it stopped, I was like, motherfucker, and I tried to rip the bobs out, barbars out of the barbs. And before I could get my hand to him, he got me again because there's like a little – yeah, they can it has turn to take it a up. Break. Yeah. Well, it has to take a break for a second or it'll kill you. It can't be. So it's like, so before I could get him out, he got me again. And then the next time when it stopped, he's all, get on your, he's all, get on the ground. And I was like, fuck, you know. And he blasted me again. So he got me three times. I, I didn't go down, but then the third time I dropped to my knees, he's all, get on your stomach, blasted me again, fell on my stomach, blasted me again on my stomach. So five. Yeah. Randy sat down, dude. He looked like a kid, like a kid that was getting in trouble at school. He just sat down with his arms. I just remember looking up. He was not, he was done being belligerent. So yeah. Yeah, I got arrested for assault with a deadly weapon and uh taken to like some fucking supermax jail in Colorado. For how long? I was out within 17 hours. Uh, they so didn't, they didn't press charges. I saw you fixed your tattoo that you did. Yeah, the one that when you remember when you just had a line up your arm that goes down your back or whatever. Yeah, you have that right. Yeah, that's right. And then somebody made it stitches. Yeah, yeah. What was the um? Who did the first tattoo? Was it you? Yeah, yeah. I did this first one. Just ran it, you know, ran it up there. I mean, it looks cooler now, but man, was it really cool in a really stupid way when it was first done? Because you could tell that you just you just did that. Yeah. Well, the reason I got the stick, well, there's a couple reasons, but like people would just look at it, you know, you're in the grocery, like, and people look at like, did a child draw on you? Yeah. Like, did your kid draw that on you? Like, and they wouldn't have the balls to be like, is that a tattoo? Because they wouldn't think it would be a tattoo. So yeah. just to always look at confusion and then they, them refusing to ask what it was. So, I, you know, I got the stitches. Now it's like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. You know, they know it's tattoos. No, you've, you've fixed it really. Yeah. Some people, it's almost uh, like it's on purpose now. Some people think doctors always go, oh, what, where, you got where did you get that up. injury? I'm that's like, ridiculous. No that's one, a fucking that tattoo. Stupid? And they're like, oh, well, what about the scars? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah I got some good ones, you know. Some, some good tattoos. Shit, yeah. you, you don't have one of those machines anymore, do you? That's right up the street. Anytime I come down here. Because oh, you own station, the tattoo shop, right? Right right there. And the there's furniture just, store? I don't own the furniture store. My partner, Jeremy, owns the furniture store. Okay. And we just carved out like a corner of the furniture store put the tattoo shop and we just third street and then we opened another one in uh redondo called deep seas with andrea and jeremy it's furniture awesome. stores tattoo shops oh okay two of them. what else do you own in hermosa beach uh recording studio right down the street oh cool it's called screaming leopard wait if i want to record a song i could use yeah. your recording studio yeah totally fuck just got to find an engineer since we don't have one right now but yeah it's pretty cool an engineer a guy that can make the music all go together when you play it pro tools you know i know the guy doing in there the drummer of our old band we were gonna play uh ellis mania this year and the band was gonna get back together and do one set to because ever since i got let go from Sirius, christian doesn't hate me anymore because he's like ha, you got fired (laughs) so now it's like even stevens and i'm like yeah fair enough Uh so because, I don't know, he he got let go, and we weren't cool when he got let go either, so it wasn't like I was saying sorry. It was more like, fuck you, too. Mm-hmm. So, fair enough. Mm-hmm. But now, we could get back together, and that's kind yeah, of... It's right down the street. You could walk walk to work. 
I thought about trying the to make standing room restaurant. That's no more. COVID kind of wiped that out. That was a pretty cool spot. You had that? Yeah, I was partners with this guy Lowell and his family, and we had like full bar, hold two hundred people for shows. We, I mean, we played there a couple of times. Descendants, like we had some great gigs down there. Adolescents, blah blah blah, and it was kind of like like a no rules. Like you know, it's like if you're the one of the owners, you can just grab a bottle of whiskey off the bar and just walk around drinking mainly you out of the bottle. No yeah. one else is doing Tequila. that. Well, right. Yeah, of course. Do fun. the police are the police friends with you at this point? Well, like around here, you know, it's good when a kid that was like 12 years old, like tagging along with his big brother to like Pennywise backyard parties is now the sergeant of. Yes. Good. I'm not even sure if you're supposed to I mean, say they, that, but that's awesome. Hey, yeah, yeah. Everyone knows him. It, it's, uh, so he's cool. He gets it. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, we got to the point like where the cops didn't want us obviously playing on the 4th of July because now it got to like thousand two thousand people in the streets and it was yeah. like mayhem and uh what about an organized it. one well Tickets. the thing was they would they would try to uh security they would try to uh always find out where it was so they sometimes the pigs would just call me and or cops sorry would just call me and be like hey where's where is it tomorrow i'm like come on you know i'm not telling you that or it's not happening whatever but then i got to the point where i could just call certain guys and go hey look give us like seven songs we're like, okay, we'll give you seven. And they would just line up out in the street or wherever it was. Seven, like song number six, it would just be like, I'd turn around to get in my beer. And just be like, one more. The guy would just be standing behind the amp. And uh, so, you know, we've had plenty of times where they just came and just cut the extension cord, but like literally one extension Fuck. cord, cut it with a knife. But it, we've, it, like a lot of property damage and cars have been damaged because you know, after the shit clears, yeah. like the Mercedes. Oh, shit. Everyone was standing on that Mercedes. Not right. cool. We're talking to you today about FitBod, which is the exact app that I need for my life and the way I'm living it. I'm not trying to go to the Olympics, and I'm not going to impress a bunch of people when I take my shirt off at the beach. I just, I'm getting older. I'm feeling it. My back is creaky. My knee is creaky. And my kids are still little. I intend to run around with my kids as long as they'll run around with me. And God willing, I'd like to run around with my grandkids someday if I have those two. And that's where FitBod comes in. It figures out who you are, what you're doing, where you want to be, and how you are going to get there with personalized workouts on a schedule that works for you. It integrates perfectly easily with your smartphone, your smartwatch. If you have personal long-term fitness goals, FitBod will help get you there. It's up to you. If you don't want to work out, then don't lie to yourself. But if you think that today's the day or you already work out and you just want to maintain, just get an extra thing to help. They all help. Get as many things as you can that help you to stay in shape. And this is one of them. Um, build your fitness habit and become better a better version of yourself with FitBod. 25% off your subscription to try out the app for free, everybody, when you sign up at FitBod.me slash Alice. That's 25% off your subscription when you sign up today at fitbod.me slash Ellis. Talking today about Sunday Lawn. Your lawn is your personal oasis. It's your own little slice of heaven on earth, but taking care of it can be hell on earth. That's where Sunday Lawn comes in. I went through the process of signing up for their services. Very straightforward, very easy, incredibly personalized. They're like wasn't hell on earth. No, (laughs) right. Little that would be no terrible. Closer to a little slice of heaven. Right. Yeah. 
That's the I one mean, you want. Aerial technology helping me map out where do I live? What do I need? How are we going to get there? How can we make it? Wait, they're easy. flying over your house? Satellite technology was involved. That's amazing. Yes. Just for some bush. Just to get a nice little... Just get some grass on the field. The things we do for some bush. (laughs) (laughs) As they say, Sunday Lawn is great for a lot of reasons. One of my favorite reasons is because they focus on being non-toxic. You can have a great looking lawn, but you might the price you pay might be your kids and your dog are rolling around in a pile full of chemicals. Bad for the uh, for the environment. Bad for your kids. Bad for your dog. Unless it was like a in like a a spider that bit you and made you give superpowers. There is an outside chance if you use competitors, you'll win, wind up with Marvel-esque superpowers. Yep. There's a better I mean, chance. You just die too, but you never <laughs> there's know. There's a better chance you'll wind up with <laughs> yeah. cancer. Maybe play it safe and stick with Sunday Lawn. Sunday is offering eye. our listeners 20% off. Full season plans start at just 129 bucks, and you can get 20% off when you visit GetSunday.com slash Ellis at checkout. That's 20% off your custom plan at GetSunday.com slash Ellis. Yeah, they, they don't like it. And I mean, us playing down here, you know, is, is just not, they know it's going to be problematic. So they don't, we always try to do it secretly because if you've really had a Pennywise show down here, it's, you know, they're going to be not happy with the results. So I know everyone's grown up and you're, and you're still doing stuff in this COVID and all that. How's that all working out for the band? Are you guys still looking to get back on the road? We're out on the road. We, uh, we, you know, obviously did the did the time like everybody else, a couple of years of bullshit, you know, and uh, that was bad. How'd you survive that? My bank account's empty, that's how. What'd you like do? everybody else. I've just worked on hot rods. Right. I was building a 62 Chevy truck, so got a garage and just went out there and should have been like eating healthy and exercises, but instead I just started smoking weed and eating ice cream. Whatever. Could be worse. Right. So no, I mean, it was like, we didn't have any income and there was not really, you know, you saw a lot of people jump into like cameo or, you know, doing podcasts or trying to figure out ways to like, you know, like band guys. And I just, I just kind of was like, waited out, but you know, we started playing some shows coming back and, uh, we're actually playing orange County in March 4th, 5th, 10th, 11th, 12th, I think our first five albums. So that's going to be brutally hard. We're trying to learn like 70 songs right now, 60 of, I mean, we probably don't play like at least like 50 of them. Is it hard to get booked to like to stay busy or is it back, yeah. back up and running? Well, you know, it got a bunch of stuff got canceled. We had a show in Orange County that was on sale and like got postponed for almost two years. Okay. But it went off. We, we did it. Punk in the Park. It was awesome. But this, this thing we're doing at Garden Grove Amphitheater, it's like, Orange County is a little bit different than LA. No masks, no vaccination cards, no um, proof of you know a negative test. They've been kind of running wide open down there. So doing a the shutdown, there's no problem. But then you go to like you know Ventura Theater or something, and they want all these you know I don't know. So if I did a, a live pay per view show because I'm going to do a roller derby thing, and if I did the roller derby here and Pennywise pay, played, there'd be a riot in your, at your house here. Nah, nah. Oh, like somewhere around here? Yeah. I mean, it, you know, not necessarily, but like we're known for fights. I mean, like the, like the. It might get rowdy. Like there's a lot of dudes around here that are, that, you know, grew up on Pennywise. That, like I literally. Why does it know, make him so angry? I know guys that were like at Pennywise shows when they were like 20, 18, 20, 
there's videotape of them fighting in like full brawls, like bare knuckle match in the backyard while we're playing. Like literally, I mean, I remember playing like along to the fight and those same guys like 25 years later are still around, you know, brawling. They're ready to, man, brawl. they've got to be sore. Yeah. They're, they're still like, you know, pretty physically in shape and shit. Wow. And they're just like, it's just that there's just some guys around here that are like down. So if you, if you play, if we play anywhere around here, there's potential for two. There's a lot of people that don't get along in this, in the South Bay. Uh, That's the thing. So this guy doesn't like this. Pretty guy. Friendly. They got beef. This guy fucked this guy's girlfriend. This guy ripped this dude off for weed. Like, I mean, there's some gang. And they shit. all mate. And Whenever then, you no, play. They keep, they keep separate and then they come together and then shit goes down. You know, I mean, I've been in a bunch of fights at our own shows here. Literally. Why? Like, Why are they were mad at you? Well, because they like somebody, you know, a couple of dudes were beating up my cousin, and I had to get get busy with that, you know. And now we're we're all best friends. My cousin's dead, but yeah, rest in peace, Turkey. But uh, yeah, like it's just there's potential for a disaster at a Pennywise show in the South Bay, and then when all of our friends come to Orange County. Or Hollywood, there's potential, and that's why we're not allowed to play like a bunch of venues and shit. But if you're Pennywise playing everywhere else, it's safe. Because I've been to Pennywise, yeah, pretty, nobody pretty killed anybody. I mean, it's just your typical punk rock show. Yeah, but over here we have so much passion. Like these kids grew up with us, and they feel like part of the family. And then it's like they're they get special privileges, you know. Got to keep up the tradition. Maybe is that like, yeah, oh, cool, know. Pennywise is in town. Time to slug it out. Just get drunk and whatever happens, happens. Yeah. You know, run. Oh, there's that motherfucker. Let's do How it. How are you with drinking and everything? I'm good at it. Still? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I got a gallon of rum in my truck right now bouncing around. You're lying to me. I'm not. It's really bouncing around back there. It's bothering me. It's hitting the fucking undercarriage. Why do you have it there? I didn't drink that. I only drank one the other night. So that leftover is just sitting there have, waiting. Have you, you stopped, you stop every now and then though, right? I don't, I don't drink. I only kind of drink when there's something to do. Yeah. Now, like, I mean, we played um, King of the Hammers last weekend or the weekend before. Yeah. Yeah. It was drink time. So. Uh, How yeah. are you with your, like, when you drink it, do you still push people through the window and shit? It's weird. I was talking about it today. Like, I used to get drunk because I wanted to push people through the window. Like, <laughs> I have an excuse. Yeah. And now I don't really want to push people through the window, but I want Why? To, what happened? Why I don't, you don't even to... know. I guess you get old, right? I mean, I'm still like trying to do burnouts and shit and doing stupid shit every day. That's not all, stupid. All that makes sense. But uh, yeah, you know, like, I guess you just that old fucking quotient that you get old. So I, I, I drink, but now the problem is I feel like I'm in control, like not getting really wasted, but I'm actually already there. And then when something arises, then I make a bad decision, you know? So you're still making bad decisions. Yeah, on the <clears throat> alcohol. Sure. At this point, the band's got to find that to be pretty hard to deal with, right? I try to keep it uh, away from the band. So after show, if I'm like going to go out, I go away from them. Oh, somewhere. okay. Yeah. You know, I try not to do it on the bus anymore or be out of control on the bus because it's pretty torturous for them. That's got to be crazy at this point for you to be out of control on the bus. Yeah, I mean, you think? I mean, it took me a while to realize that, like. Being trapped on a fucking bus with me, like in small close quarters, yeah. with nowhere to go, yeah, and me like obliterated at like five in the morning with like knives out and peeing, yeah. peeing all over myself. It's ridiculous. Forcing people to drink urine, yeah, like it's not. It couldn't have been fun. No, Randy, you know, like I said, Randy used to play in the sandbox. Like he was down for a certain amount of gameplay, but then if I pushed it too far, then he would be, you know, he would snap and then try to attack me and 
Fair enough. Shit like that. Jim and Byron were like, no. Byron gets wasted and does his thing, dives, you know, off the table on me and, you know, breaks my glasses and that's all good. But yeah, it's just, it's kind of like, okay, I got to, res- I've learned to respect other people's space a little better in my older age. Let's put it that way. And Jim is sober. No, he's not. He he, always, he just never hangs out with any of you. No, no, he hangs out. Because I'm with Jim right now. I, I feel yeah, no, like he hangs out. He, he does. He, but he's got his moments. Like he's not good at drinking. Like a know, lot. Twenty days in a row, like me. Okay. He's good for like one hard night, and then he needs like two days to recover. Mm. But then again, he's on the road singing, and that's the hard. Like you know, yep. My he's, guitar is there. I plug it in. Like his right. voice, if it goes. Yep. And drinking and smoking ain't good and. Cocaine ain't good for that. So, Smart. You know, he's got to kind of like, he's got to respons- be responsible uh, yeah. somewhat, right? But uh, he's good for a couple nights. And then, uh, you know, it's it's kind of like whatever. He he, do- he doesn't like try to kibosh the partying. Okay. Like he, he, he flows with it easily. It's just like, hey, I'm, I'm not wasted tonight, so I'm not on your level. You know how it is when someone's like me is completely fucked up in your show. You're like, I got to get away from this guy right yeah. now. This is a nightmare. Yeah. So obviously it's like he's going to remove himself from that situation of me running around the corkscrew trying to stab Randy, you know. Do you get sick of being on the bus or do you miss being on the bus? I love it all. You love love being on there. I love being on tour. It's great. I mean, I I love being at home, but I like it's it's like a playground. It's like a vacation, right? So it's like there's no rules. There's no parents. There's no like you make your own fucking rules and. I like getting a brand new hotel room, destroying it. You know, that was my next question. Do you still destroy hotel rooms? Yeah, yeah. I'm not not like going around breaking shit on purpose. I just destroy them accidentally, like you said, like a big elephant loose in there. You know, right? You bump into vomiting stuff when you're on, drunk, vomiting on shit and peeing in the corner. How's the hangover the at this age? Uh, it doesn't affect me. It's really? Crazy. Are you yeah. fucking lying? No, it's it's crazy. Like I could drink like you know uh, two liters of rum. I'll feel shitty, but like I'm just used to it. So I'm used to like going to bed at like seven and having to be up in the lobby at eight. And I'm fucking hammered at seven. And I just like get up like a robot and just go to the lobby and get in the van and go to the airport and get on the plane. And do you have an alarm? What's your alarm to get you up? I I got a, I use my phone alarm. Sometimes that doesn't work, but I'm I'm pretty prompt. I try to be on time because Byron's, Byron's like, kind of a Nazi about being on time. If you're like three minutes, so he's like, well, we're out here in the van. So he, he lets be, you have it. Yeah. he's And then if he's late, you know, you don't say anything. So if he's what? If he's late, you don't say a word. Okay. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, we're not, we don't care. But he's known for being angry at you for being late. Yeah. He's, he runs a tight ship. He, does he run? He, he, he doesn't think he does, but yeah, he runs shit. He's, he's for you guys, all the he's travel, he's in charge. No, fuck no. But oh. he's just like, he's the watchdog. Okay, you know, and you have a tour manager, correct? Yeah, yeah. You're His sure. life's got to be pretty difficult, yeah, right? It is. We've, we've been using no effects tour manager lately, and he did something. I'm like, all right, that's that's two demerits, bro. One more, and you get a treatment. Hey, I don't want to play that shit, Fletcher. You know, I've been doing this a long time, and he got like super shit. So I'm like, just joking. He's like, no, no, seriously, I'll fucking leave. Yeah, I'll leave because he knows what I'm capable of. Right, I'm like, Kent, relax. But he, it, it, yeah, people don't like tour managing us, but. We're pretty like we're like a family though. Like we treat everybody as equals, and uh, people like being around us. It's just like it can get to the point of where you're kind of like, uh oh, what do we do now? So there's a lot of humor in it, but there's also a lot of grief. Yeah. So and it's usually you. Usually, yeah. But I mean, Byron could get wasted, and you know, Jim could be like 
you know, I'm not going to come until, you know, right now, or I'm going to take a different flight or, you know, Randy can be weird about like, Randy's a fucking germaphobe. So he's like always got problems with any kind of surfaces. He always finds pubic hair in his bed and black mold. It's you though, right? No, I wish it was. But what I do to Randy is he goes every day we go to a hotel. He goes to his room and he fucking does an inspection and he goes back and gets a new room. So I just sit in the lobby because I don't give a fuck. Like everyone's rushing off to the rooms. I just, I'll sit there. I don't care. And within 10 minutes, he comes down like clockwork and he's like, Hey, uh, I found my bed unmade and there was some, and I'm like, he's lying, man. He's lying. He does this every day. And he goes, shut the fuck up. He gets really mad about that shit. Yeah. And I'm like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, get the fuck out of here. And then, uh, he, like, he also lies about the internet. So he, he pays for internet, right? Mm-hmm. Wi-Fi at the hotel. It's like 10, 15 bucks at these fucking places. And he comes down every morning and tells them the Wi-Fi didn't work. So he gets his money back. So I just sit the there fuck? and go. Hey, ma'am, he's lying, sir. He's lying. He does this every hotel. His internet worked fine. I was fucking emailing him. He's lying to get that 15 bucks back. You shut the fuck up. Every time. It's great. That's not. I love torturing Randy. He's my favorite torture victim. Those ones don't seem as bad as some of the other things that you've done. Like, name some of the things that you think you've done to your bandmates when you're drunk that you're like, maybe that was going too far. Well, I don't really do shit to Byron and Jim. Like they they're anymore. Like, yeah, I mean, even in the days, like those guys were kind of like you know whatever, just basic shit. But you know, Randy, uh, Jason, for sure, fuck with them. I mean, you know, involving like urine, that's not a good one. Yeah, because you do that to people, and then the poo finger as well. What was all that poo about? Finger, yeah, poo, poo, poo. You tried to put that on Drew, right? Uh, Doctor yeah. Drew Pensky. I didn't try. If I tried, I would have got him. But you I brought it up. With it. Yeah. Poopoo Is that City. what it was? Poopoo City. Him and Adam. I think we're going to have a reunion podcast. That'll be good, right? I should get completely obliterated and just torture him. Wait, they said they're going to, and they're going to have you on there? I told them, I said, hey, we should do a, we should do a pod, we should do Adam's podcast a little reunite. Yeah. Dr. Drew's like, I'm going to work on that. I said He's- it was a joke. Because they have that, don't they have that barbecue, that Adam Carolla barbecue thing or something? I don't know. And I looked it up, and it was like $300. Like a ticket, it's like a backyard. It might have been Super Bowl. Who fucking knows? I don't know. But I was like, "Hey, Drew, I talk to him regularly. We're buddies." Now. Yeah. And I was like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna go to that barbecue and buy my tickets." I was just fucking around. He's like, "Oh, dude, we can get you for free." I'm just joking. One time, I asked him if we could do a skit where him and I are in a bathtub and we fart, or I fart, or something. And he was like, "Yeah, we could do that." And then I called it because it was on the show. And then I called him back after the show, and I was like, "Hey, man, I'm really sorry that I called you to say that." He was like, I didn't think it was that bad of an idea. Um, he's a madman. No, he is. He's pretty gnarly. He's hey. pretty gnarly. He's he's uh, he's classic. He's, he's fucking he's cool. So, I feel like at one point you guys were kind of pissed at each other, but it seems like you've smoothed it out. Maybe you've toned it down or something. But we've all we still have our fights, but yeah. it's not as bad as it was because it was a bit rocky, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, Jim left for a few years, and uh, it was probably overdue you know it's like i don't know you need a little perspective sometime on both sides of the fence right so it was just you know there was a lot of partying and a lot of people not respecting other people's space whether it was me randy byron or jim and it just kind of got to a point where it was like fuck this when you talk about partying i feel like i saw a couple things like one time they gave us a boat boat cruise and we're all on a boat cruise and there was the band could play and everybody was playing what is the coolest thing that Pennywise has got 
you into. Like you're at an event where you're like, no fucking way. That was way. pretty cool. You're talking about Australia Warp? Yeah. Yeah. We paid for that boat, buddy. What? Yeah. That was my idea. I, the first year we did it. So I always wanted to do the Sex Pistols thing, like get on a boat and get busted by the cops, like just be terrorizing, you know, out on a boat. So we did it the first year of the Warp Tour. We didn't get in trouble, but it was pretty crazy. And then the next year, the big one that you were on, I was like, hey, Ke- Kevin and Steve, let's do this. We'll pay for the boat. Vans paid for the food and Kevin paid for the booze. Yeah. And we went out there and we had like, what, 150 people on that boat. Yeah. And we did get pulled over by the cops because remember, we started the fucking pit and the, there was like the captain and some waiters and shit. And there was no security. They had no fucking idea. Yeah. And we started pitting and people were diving off the roof into the fucking <laughs> through the roof into the onto the floor stage and shit and they were bartenders were getting their asses kicked and sure enough cops came and we got rolled that was that was a good a good night it was like a dream come true yeah yeah i don't remember people fighting in there oh, i do yeah. remember police and uh but they weren't yeah, near Steve me van dorn was I, I i knocked him on his ass he was like on the on the ground on his back laughing I mean, okay how awesome is that guy yeah he is awesome right fucking awesome yeah. they were fucking flipping over tables it was it was raging yeah i agree he is one of the cooler dudes oh, dude, he is. wasn't um infectious grooves on that boat which yeah. means tony trahia tony Rob, was no trahia? not tony um robert yeah the metallica guy yeah, 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 yeah he was on the boat i can't remember if he was i feel like i played uh yeah, maybe i played they're all like jumping up there and playing different shit and yeah was up there and we were there was yeah. skateboarder sergi was up there trujillo's fucking awesome i know him pretty like whatever you know we're buddies but yeah. uh, i went to see i was at like shepherd Ferry's one of his art shows for alan losey like mm-hmm. uh when everyone did the skate decks alan losey awesome yep um and then someone's like hey trujillo's kids bands playing down here in east la and i was like fuck let's roll pull up and i was like this isn't a club it was a fucking backyard party and East Los, and those things are happening now like crazy. Tons of like raging backyard parties, like three, four, five hundred people. And then there's um these these dead city punks are doing these things like under the freeways. You gotta check that shit out. It's mm-hmm. fucking insane. Like, I mean, thousands of people throwing illegal shows. Hmm. It's it's fucking epic. But, anyways, I roll in this backyard party and there's like two hundred people, Trujillo in there. In the pit with a bunch of 18-year-olds. Yeah. Raging. Fucking drinking beer in the fucking mosh pit. And then, That's like, awesome. I didn't say anything. And I was hanging. And then after the show, he's fucking carrying his kid's gig gear out to the Karen and Marshall cabinet. I'm like, hey, do you need some help? He's like, oh, what's up, bro? Like, so down earth. Just so, like, just one of one of us. You know, you'd never think, like, that's the dude in Metallica. Right. You know? And no one even bothers him, like, at those shows. He's just rolling. He's just fucking chill. And his whole, you know, Chloe, the whole family is fucking awesome. And ties. So yeah, I've good. seen him around here a couple of times. Yeah, he's just kicking it. Yep. That's people. cool. So gigs, nobody's mad. You I act mean, like you drink a lot, but I feel like you're not. You're nowhere near as like uh, hard to deal with. Uh, well, you just seem on, way more on, mellow. Come on out. I'll come oh, out as long as it's down, not around here. Fuck to, that. The shows in Orange County, yeah, so whatever. Five album shows, Orange County, Garden Grove. What fourth, fifth, eleventh, tenth, twelfth, whatever it is. Are you doing when Jim organizes the thing down the street? Beach life? Yeah. No, we don't. We don't. We're not. You're not a part of any of that. He just does his solo thing down there and hangs out. It's pretty. uh, It's pretty cool. I went to it last year. It was cool. All right. Do you ever do any solo shit or other other people's stuff? No, 
Would you or you don't do that? I mean, I did TNT. You need to play that. You'll like it. Like ACDC. You you do it. I try. Well, I I always sang it as a joke, but I like made it like a real version, Pennywise version. Yeah. And I got tried to get the band to come down and record it, and they're like, "Oh, I'm busy." I'm, busy. I'm like, "Fuck, man, let's put this out before we go to Australia." And they, uh, no one showed up, so I just did everything except the drums, and it's fucking, it's pretty funny. I need to release that shit. They, you have released it? No, I haven't. Just I want to hear my that. Phone. I got it. I'll play it for you when we're done. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. But I mean, I have a ton of songs. And I think about doing a solo record. I, my voice sucks, so it'll probably be horrible. I could find someone else to sing. I don't know. It's good I'm to busy. see you're staying positive about that. Everybody, everybody wants to do solo records. It seemed like they never really go that well, right? Yeah. I don't know. It depends on why you do it. Like, if you're doing it because you think you're about to be the next big solo star, then right, maybe that's work. the wrong reason. But if you just do it for fun. Yeah. Right. I mean, Jim's record's pretty good. If, you know, he's doing right. an acoustic jam, so. And everybody's cool with that. Everyone likes it. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's it's, it's like obviously Pennywise is a priority, so you know, we we support him. What advice part. would you give to a young, um, like guy that wants that's you know an angry guy in a punk band? So is it confusing? Because did you want to be successful? Did you have? You- nah, right. I mean, literally to this day, it's like an excuse to go get drunk with my friends. And eat eat good food now. Like now, if I'm like going on tour, I just I just go, okay, that club's cool, and that restaurant is one of my favorites, and I'm gonna go here and get in there, and I'm gonna drink like three martinis <laughs> and eat some steak, and then I'm gonna get drunk, and the next day, like you know, I'm gonna rent a boat in Sydney Harbor and go over to fucking that place on the bay, the the little the little fish house, and you know, I have like these you got your little things figured out. Yeah, I know like where, where I'm going, what I'm doing. So like to me, it's just like. Of course, I want to put on a good show for the fans, but yeah. it's like, it's just a vacation. It's like, right. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. Like, the whole time when I, you know, came up, started Pennywise or whatever, like with these guys, it was just about trying to have fun. You know, I mean, literally, we would, I would buy kegs of beer to make sure the party would happen. Like, I would be like, hey, can we party? I'll, I'll buy a keg or two of beer. And then we just spread the word. And like, we paid to play basically. Until we got paid, which is took a long time. So it's like fuck, you know. It's just about having fun, and I mean, making good music is is a byproduct of having fun. I guess uh, we got lucky, and just having a couple of businesses around here to to yeah, they don't really make to pay money. for kegs. Yeah, to pay for kegs, they don't make money, but you know, they're they're fun. I mean, they make a little bit of money, but right. you know, studio doesn't make money. We just bands go in there and record. We try to take care of locals, but. Advice for like a, someone coming up. I mean, for me, it's always been about doing what you believe in, right? And 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 playing the music you want to play. I've seen like thousands of people around here that are ripping. I mean, I suck on the guitar. You know that. I, can, I didn't think that. I can play Pennywise songs good, yeah. but I don't know Stairway to Heaven. I don't know a whole Metallica song. I don't know. I don't know shit. I can play like Minor Threat though, but like you know, it's like uh, all these people. They learn how to play all this shit and they get really good and then they don't really have a style. So I yeah. was, like my thing was I turned, you know, I got my guitar. I learned how to play like a TSOL song and a Black Flag song. And I was like, okay, that feels like that. Okay, I'll make my own. Yeah. And I did it. And like within a week, we were having band practice and horrible, but we were writing our own songs. And I huh. think like too many people spend too much time trying to be somebody else mm. or be like somebody else. Yeah. 
So, like, my style is actually kind of original. My playing is, like, it's influenced by everybody. It's not that difficult, but, like, I have a sound. It's mine, right? And yeah. I, if you listen to Eddie Van Halen, he's got a sound. Dimebag Daryl. Those guys, like, just started doing their own thing. So do your own thing and then play music that you like. Don't be like, oh, pop punk's really cool. Yeah. I'm going to be Machine Gun Kelly. I was a rapper because that was cool, but now I'm I'm pop punk. Like, it's like, not to bag on him, but to bag on him. So <laughs> um, I won't go too deep because he's friends with people I know. So Yeah, he's I, friends I, with I people I know, not too. to attack him at the... I, uh, look, man, if you want to be successful, like you already said, it, to be successful... If you want to be successful, then great. Go go about it any way you want. Your main goal is to be successful. Your main goal is to play in that band and live your life in that band, but travel in the world. Like he, he could give a fuck what music he brings you to the ta- brings to the table for you, just as long as you all want it. And he's a huge star. Right. That's what I think. I, I think. But so, like my my thing wasn't to be a star or be popular or make a bunch of money. It was to play music that I liked first and foremost and to have fun and make sure my, I'm like the guy that wants all my friends to have fun. You know, like I make sure like, you know, where did I, when I went out to fuck whatever King of Hammers the other night, like I bought like 30 sausages, 30 hot dogs, you know, (laughs) a bunch of alcohol and I just bring it. It's for everybody. I don't know who's going to be there. It's just like, I want everyone to have fun. And sure enough, we're all cooking the Italian sausages and getting fucking hammered by the end of the night. Like I want to make sure there's a good party besides just Pennywise. You know, and I, I, that's why I like hundred people on stage. Cause it's a party, right? Yeah. And I love being up there with all my friends, pouring beer down my throat or kicking me or fucking pushing me off. stage. It's fun yeah. for me. But so like that was just being successful was just a buy. Like I was like, wow, if we could ever go on tour, like get in a van and go to like Mexico or Arizona, that would be cool. And that wound up being my life. So, you know, do, do play the music you like because, so, so many people chase that what's popular right now. Remember all the emo fucking bands? Like people were just getting blasted like overnight with tattoos, like up to their fucking neck and playing an e everyone was in an emo band around here. And I'm like, dude, you didn't have any tattoos a month ago. And well, fuck yeah, blah. And it's like, oh, now emo's dead and you're done. And now you have tattoos and you're not even like your your graphic artist over here, whatever. There's a hundred of those guys. Yeah, I know. So it's like, do what you believe in. And if you believe in it and you like it, you're always going to have fun whether you're playing to 20 people in a bar or 20,000 people. Yeah. You know, and if you have that and it's like in your heart, which sounds kind of cheesy, I wouldn't I, use it. It doesn't word. to me. Yeah. Well, it's like, if I don't you, love things, I yeah, can't be good right. at them. If you and I don't it. really enjoy it. Right. I, and, I, and I'm lucky enough to be, like have a job now that like I love, like it's literally like I said, a playground where I don't have to say yes to anything else. Like when people are like, oh, do this, I'm like, fuck no. I was doing a photo shoot today, right? Yeah. And, the guy, and I felt bad about it later because I'm an asshole. And I <laughs> what, say. Why? But I, well, he was like, uh, I was doing the interview, and then I had to do a photo shoot. He's like, go shoot you out here on the patio. I'm like, yeah, no problem. So I, and then snap, all right, you ready to take some shots? He's like, can you grab a guitar? And I'm like, what? He's like, can you grab one of those guitars? And, and I go, no. Uh-uh. He goes, well, what do you mean? I'm like, that's for fucking, like, dumb people. Like, I, I make our bass player hold his bass before interviews and photo shoots, and then I make fun of him. I go, 
only lames like get interviewed <laughs> and do photo shoots with their guitars. I mean, like for the most part, like I mean, some cool people have done it, but like it's like just it's like your typical. Like, I'm the guitar player. I'm going to sit here with the guitar. Yeah. No, like a drummer. You see those drummers in photos? They get where they have their sticks or something like. It's just no. It doesn't. It, you, we don't do that. Yeah. And so then he's like, my my motorcycle's like been sitting on my front on my sidewalk for twelve years, right? Rusty piece of shit. And he's all, let me get some shots of uh, by the bike, and it's already that's a no no. But like I'm like, all right. So I already made him mad, so I felt kind of bad. I'm gonna get some shots by the bike. I was like, okay. And I go down, and I'm like standing there on the sidewalk. And he backs up. He's all takes a couple of photos, and then he's all, uh, go ahead and hop on. And I go. What the fuck are you talking? I go, no, that's not happening. He goes, what do you mean? I'm like, that's not happening, dude. I, I go, yeah, I think you've been to too many Motley Crue photo shoots or something. I'm like, and then this other interview was like, take your shirt off. And I was like, yeah, let me get my chick out here with a G string. I'm like, we don't take pictures sitting on motorcycles. He's like, oh, he's an older guy. And I felt like mean after that, after he left. I think he was mad at me. Yeah. But I mean, that's like, I'm not going to, my point is, I'm not going to do shit I don't want to do to make other people happy because. I've got a job that I like. We own this business and we control it, all yeah. four of us, and we don't have to take shit from anybody now. Yeah. Until we, no one comes to our shows and then I have to go get a real job. And then sit on a motorcycle get a, get a for podcast, a photo? Do a podcast. I kind of, <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of back there not doing what people tell you to do thing. Like, I feel like some people just get ahead of themselves when it's like, go ahead and do this now and go ahead and do that. I'm like, but this is my yeah. This is oh, my livelihood. This is my image. Well, you were that was serious. You were told what to do all the time. A little bit. Yeah. Now, I mean, you had pretty you had pretty good reign over there, but like you know, you couldn't cross the line. Like I've been people have been trying to meet me to get to do a podcast for like ten years or however long they've existed. Yeah, because I got a lot of stories. You know, yeah, you heard a couple, but like, uh, I'm like, okay, and who's like so and so is going to sponsor? I'm like, no, they're not, because I'm going to say shit. But they're not going to want to be associated with. Like, right. No one wants to talk about fucking flinging poo. Like if I'm sponsored by Liquid Death doing a podcast, they don't. Well, actually, I don't they know. sponsored me. I talk yeah. about flinging poo. Well, yeah. I don't fling it, but you're on. Well, that was like a just an example. It can get worse, right? Yeah, yeah. I look. There's there's somebody for everybody these days. So I feel like you're um, only speaking to a specific group of people. The people that and I those people to don't like, mind. No. You know, and then the, you have a sponsor that also doesn't mind how Fletcher is, and like they are available. Like They're Dingo. out there. I was talking to Monster because we're that's we're, not a company. We're sponsored they? by Monster, but they okay. Well, then what are you talking about? Because no. if you're on the most corporate company there is, not, not it's for not a podcast, that hot, right? Not for a podcast. Okay, they're cool with our music and what we do as a band. Totally okay. cool, and they're fucking awesome. Yep. But like, what they got Dingo doing a podcast, right? Yeah, but he does a div- he doesn't do what. Ding, he does a he does a sports well, podcast right so i was like yeah like they're like yeah well, we'll we'll try it out maybe you could go on with dingo and, he, and i was like you realize there's no cussing on his show right and oh like, there isn't i i couldn't find any it, are you sh- i don't think sure. th- i okay. think you can okay i think you can but i don't think he does maybe they beep it out it was just that one i may, i watched like two episodes but like i was like yeah see that looks like you guys are controlling what's going on there. I go, I'm not, I can't. Like, wow. Gonna, I just said, hey, look, I'm going to do this, and you're going to watch the first episode of my podcast, listen to it, and you're going to like, we can't, we can't do this. You know? I was going to have, like, you know, people on my shit that were different, you know, like bad people. 
Well, drug dealers and fucking. You can still have that. It's just uh, you wouldn't want to tell Monster about it. That's all. Well, but they're if they're sponsoring it and they they listen to it, they're. Could you like, do a podcast where they don't sponsor it? Mm-hmm. Do my own. That's what but I'm saying. I mean, that, but that's for you. This is your gig. Like I'm not. I'm not trying to be a podcast guy. Right? Because you've got that a gig. Doing one you've right got now. a great gig. Yeah, and I mean, everybody can. Anyone can do a podcast. Like I mean, but you do it well. This is your. I was gonna say that any, anyone can do it, but, but you if you do don't it take it serious, yeah, it's no one's gonna. Good. Let me rephrase that. Not anyone can do it. Anyone can do it, but not everyone can do it. Good. And you've seen hundreds of these people try to do podcasts, and it's just like, okay. and. And them asking you to do it while being in a band, that's a lot of work. Like a lot, I think people think that, hey, man, you just jump on a microphone and chit-chat for a few minutes. Uh, like it's your whole life. Yeah. You know, like you can't just go on tour. You've got a guest on Thursday. Right. You yeah, know, and if you don't have a guest on Thursday, then what kind of fucking podcast over, are you over doing? The phone. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be like people right. book. You gotta, if I'll you write a book one of these days instead. I don't do it either. Have you, well, you never read our book? No, I don't read. I read, I read, uh, um lt's the the football player and i don't even i don't even watch football but he talked about smoking crack and playing football so I, he kept having stories about smoking crack so i kept reading it so i read that whole thing and i read like almost all my book one time ah. yeah i think I, the last book i read was monster cody scott about some you just 12 read a book. Year old, 12 year old crip or he was a blood and no that was like 20 years ago right. That's i'm book. actually reading a book right now it's it's really strange I haven't read a book for like five. Well, I think I read Hot Zone about that- Ebola virus or something like oh, 15 years ago. Wow, that's entertaining. But uh, Chester Bennington's wife, Samantha, you know her? No. So she wrote a book, and I wouldn't think like anything of this book. Like I, I would just, oh, she gave it to me. She's cool. Like I've known her for a long time. Chester was cool. And I was just sitting there, and I swear to God, I haven't read a book. I mean, there's a million books I'm supposed to read. I just started reading her book. It's good, and it actually is good, and it's it's crazy because I kind of like use the analogy: don't judge a book by its cover. Because I see her, and I have this image of her. Mm-hmm. Read the book; it's like an autobiography, and it's she had a fucking rough life, and it's like not like I'm way like got way more respect for her and mm. stuff because I read her book. I'm like halfway through, which is crazy for me to even pick up a fucking book, yeah, let alone read it. But like, it's a life story, and I'm like, holy shit, she got fucking you know, thrown to the wolves from like birth. So right. it's pretty cool. Maybe I should start reading books. Maybe I'll read yours. It's not bad. Third one didn't do very well, but whatever. Um, it's, I'm just waiting for the movie deals, bro. After it I shows do. me that everybody goes through it in some kind of way. Yeah. You think you're, uh, you know, whenever I tell a story of some unfortunate, unfortunate time, there's somebody that reaches out and goes, man, that fucking happened to me, but this and that, and usually worse. So to me, it's like you think yeah, you're you know, out you there. Just, you don't. You never know anybody's story, right? So yeah. that's when you look, especially at the painful. So, right. Like, who's just going to walk up and share that? Right, and and that's the thing. Like, you can't really fucking judge people until you know, walk a mile in their. That's shoes. right, and I, that's the thing about South Bay. We're talking about kids becoming criminals and convicts. I'm talking kids that lived on the fucking beach, you know, over here, like surfing every day. Went to like these, you know, great schools and had great friends that wind up like, you know, robbing drug dealers and doing 15 years in prison. Like, yeah. And they're like, and what, how did that happen? Like, why? Like, you know, everyone's got a story. There's some yep. shit lurking down there and it starts in the, in the home, right? Yep. Family upbringing. What's, what's going on in your house? Like somebody, 
there's always something responsible for people like me. Like my, my parents were both Alkies, you know, hardcore. My mom's sober now. I got put her in rehab at 71. She's now 86 and kicking ass been sober for that long. She likes her Norcos though, but only for a day. Her what? Norcos. Oh, that's yeah. so casual. She used to be called Kinshatka Karen. I gotta think <laughs> that's of it. Pretty more. laid back. Yeah, no. I mean, she's got bad knees. She's in fucking pain. Trust me. Norco's in like a full full Zanny bar for for bedtime, chilling, pulling it, she's pulling it. You would it's, never even know she's buzzed. It's casual, but uh, yeah, I mean, we had a like. My dad was a drinker. My mom was a drinker, and our whole life was like that. Mom and dad drunk fighting yeah. every night. My dad was a complete fucking maniac. That's where I learned it. Like, obviously, yep. my dad would come home drunk and break everything, pull out the guns, you know, like, call the fucking pigs and just, like, load up all the guns. There Tried it is. shoot me a couple times. And, uh, you know, so what did I learn how to do? Get drunk and break shit. Be violent. Yeah, be violent. And my brother the same. So when, by the time we were 14 or even younger, I, mean, I think I got brought home at, like, seven by the cops for breaking the neighbor's window. But, like... We were already going. We were primed. My dad was at the bar till two, five, six nights a week. My mom was drunk by six. Yeah. We were just out of control. And, you know, people were like, oh, why are you such an asshole? Well, my dad taught me how to be a good one. Right. It's hard to get away from that, too. Like, you got to go to fucking therapy, and I don't. So. Wait, you won't do that? <laughs> I'll do it, yeah. yeah I just I, heard that time. You make you think it's fucking stupid? No, no, it's awesome. Oh, you have gone? I went I went one time when my brother One died. time? I, I went, like, three times. The chick said, you're good. <laughs> get the fuck I out swear of to here God. Mm. i just told her what i was what my program was she's like yeah i think you're doing the right thing just keep doing what you're doing which was obviously wrong because i was just getting drunk and breaking shit and driving like an asshole yeah so yeah i mean yeah. no therapy's good like i but i and like i'd have to go deep to get all those secrets out and so can, you know but do then, it then i'd probably get sober and be boring and shit be like you Smoking weed and kick, smoking weed and kicking people, you know, taking all my aggression out of my friends and choking. And I don't choke I, my friends. I'm fucking with you, I know you don't. But anybody, oh man, that's so fucked up. You make me feel like I, I regret getting healthier. No, no, it's good. No, I'm dude. very happy I'm, to I'm be just where jealous. I'm, at. I'm just jealous. I've been, you know, yeah, I'm trying to get healthy. It's not working that good, but you know, I got a guy. If you want to talk to him, what about? Your problems. Oh, yeah. I'll hold off on that for a minute. All right. I'll well, just write a book. It doesn't Forget seem it like out. you're doing that bad, honestly. It seems like you're doing pretty good. I'm all right. I mean, yeah. No, I'm, I'm having fun, dude. I mean, life, you know, like the whole talking about that interview today, it's like, what's the legacy of Penny? was like, fuck, man, live your life. Like, you know, do your thing. Because all these fuckers that like, you know, work in a cubicle or a job they hate till they're 65 and retire and then get hit by a bus on day three, like, we we live and that's like our whole motto is like get out there and follow your dreams and don't fucking take no for an answer and so i mean for me i'm just like i could be dead tomorrow I that's get how fucking, i feel too i get a cancer diagnosis tomorrow not like to offend my wife rosemary or my family or whatever my loved ones like i'd be like cool it's been a good run i'm tired like is this gonna be painful right. like literally like if like i'm at the point where not i don't want to die or anything i'm like I'm I'm broken. Everything hurts. You know that. So it's kind of like, you know, if I, if if I got hit by a bus tomorrow, I'd be cool with it. What does that mean? Mm. You don't like existing? No, I love existing. I don't never, I'm scared to die. I don't want to die. But like, it, it's, it's like, 
I've done a lot, dude. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm tired. I've had a good run. So if it was over, I'd be happy is what I'm saying. I'm not saying uh-huh. like I'm going to, you know, abuse myself to the point of death or anything. Uh-huh. I'm actually mellowed out. Even a lot of pain? Fucking massive. Head to toe, 24 hours a day. From right now. what? Where? Everywhere. Every inch of my body. I don't know what the fuck. They can't figure it out. My ankles, my knees, my back right now burning, my shoulders burning, headache, you know, just over here rotting away. Do you think it's because you drink copious amounts of alcohol all the no, time? No, I don't drink okay. all the time. Does it feel I, good? I, it must go feel good my... to get drunk because then you, those, the pain would go away. So when I get drunk, the pain's gone. Yeah. And when I, when I wake up with a hangover, I have a reason to feel, I, I know what it is. I'm like, oh, I feel like shit. I have yeah. A so yeah, the pain, I don't know what it is, dude. It's like. All my joints are blown up, but obviously, you know, my knees, my back, I got bulge disc, neck, stenosis. Like I got all the injuries from yeah. surfing and skating and all the shit and diving off stages and being an idiot. Car accidents. So I mean, there is stem cells, but that's a lot. You sound like you've got a lot of injuries, a lot, a lot of injections. Way. You and did. I was like, he let got- me know how it goes. Because he hasn't he hasn't given me an update yet on how it went that last session. Well, the reason he went is because of me. Mm-hmm. So I'm I talked to you about it. Yeah, I know. It I works. Know. How are your knees? It's good. Did it work on the knees? Though? The you only were- thing that's bad about my knees is I fucking tore them again doing stuff. Mm-hmm. So they don't like you don't get the injections and they become supersonic. Yeah, they're yeah. still normal knees. So if I was to get all the injections and then stop being a jerk off, be good. It'd be solid because the shoulder was God, aching constantly, shoulder. and I got the shoulder. How long ago did I get shoulder shots, Katie? The PRP. Nah, the stem cell. The cells. stem cell. It's ago. like six years ago. I think. I remember still going to Texas, right? Nah, nah, it's Texas. Oh, a, I went to Texas gotta, and got stem yeah, cells you know in I my. I get the shoulders are so bad, dude. Go to Columbia. Sleep. Most stem cells. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I can get hooked up with those guys too from Danny. Good. And but I yeah, like that's my knee. Both of my knees need to be replaced. I'm ten years. They told me ten years ago to get this one done, so it won't bend past there. That's yeah. it. So getting out of the chair, like I'm, I look like a cripple. Like I have to find shit to push off because I can't get my knee under it. So yeah. So that's, you know, like, that's the worst thing. I just need to get it done. But if I get it done, I'm going to have to take, like, six, eight months off. Then the band can't tour. And I couldn't do it in COVID times because I shut down. I already told you this. It's not six to eight months. You have to get out, though, and run You can't do You might not be able to go jogging for six to eight months, but you can be on stage. Yeah, hobbling around. You'd be on stage in a month. Yeah, you're right. It, it is. I got to really look into it. Yeah. Because it's. They're good these days, too. Yeah, yeah. Less. Less pain, more heal, faster healing. They get better every year. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's like I was never a painkiller guy, but you know, now it's like wake up, pain med. Yeah, get that sh- get that shit taken care of, yeah, dude. It's, it's not real. worth it. I don't want to hear it. If you don't go, then I don't want to hear it. Yeah, yeah that's I'm, they I'm, have I'm, the answers. Yeah. You have insurance. Pennywise insured, right? Yeah, yeah. I pay. I only pay nine hundred dollars a month for fucking insurance. It's time to fucking go see the doctor. Get that shit cut off. I seen an old guy at the gym one time a long time ago had the full knee replacement. So that means cut off your legs and then put on the new fucking things. And he was fucking, uh, and he was old. Like I'm talking, you know, when you just look like balls, he was fucking old. And he was doing squats at the gym. And he said he'd been replacing like a month ago. This plumber who surfs like pipeline shit came by my house. And I'm like, somehow I got on a 70, both of them. And I'm like, are you good? He's all, fuck yeah. And he was like, he was like 70. 65 or something what are we doing yeah what are we doing fletcher yeah being a bitch all right uh just in case because i didn't say it at the start that is fletcher from pennywise if you haven't heard of him i don't know what the fuck you're doing but um 
one of the greater men in music and uh, uh, and, and, and to be around him when he's had a couple of drinks, I recommend it. But I also recommend that don't stay too long. <laughs> don't stay too long. It's a treat, but then you hey, got to go. One other thing um, to mention, Funk Rock Museum. Yeah. Heard about it? No. Nah. So Fat Mike idea, make a museum like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but punk rock. Okay. It's punk rock, skateboarding, crossover corner with like Slayer and fucking, you know, the bands, Corrosion of Conformity, Suicidal, okay. Metallica, right? Yeah. Um, kind of like our whole lifestyle, Vegas. So there's, it's like this punk rock collective. There's probably like 200 people and bands involved at this point, like investors and, and contributors, artifacts. So that's what's going on. Like opening, hopefully, I don't know, six months. A giant ass museum. 12,000 square foot. Of like all the shit, like like you'll be able to go like, I don't know shit like, Darby Crash's social security card, Sid Vicious's belt, Sid Vicious's like fucking Buzzcocks, but right. Nancy Spongeons, like just cool shit that like these collectors have, and we're got all these people like you know the coolest art. Think about punk rock is like, you know it's it's got the coolest punk rock and skateboarding has the coolest art of anything, like you know street art. I mean like flyers, it was all do it yourself, right? So. All the scenes you got, like you know, New York Ramones, London Sex Pistols, New York Hardcore, DC, California. So it's going to be pretty badass. So I'm just giving it a shout out. Awesome. Been working on that for like a year, so it should be pretty cool. See, you do tons of stuff. All right, yeah. fucker. Thanks for coming down here, and also thanks for letting me live in Hermosa Beach. I appreciate. Yeah, it. yeah. Anytime you need any protection or anything, when your jujitsu won't, you know, fit you. Out, <laughs> I got a I got a couple weapons in the closet. My jujitsu. <laughs> Fucking awesome. <laughs> Welcome. If you want Beach. more Jason Ellis show, <laughs> sign up for their Patreon at patreon.com slash for a two-hour show every Tuesday and Wednesday. To watch full episodes of the Jason Ellis show, subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Jason Ellis show. And don't forget to follow the crew on Instagram at Wolfmate. At Tollywood, at Kevin Kraft, at Underwerewolf, and at the Jason Ellis. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world! Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash podcast 22. Shopify.com slash podcast 22.